0: Welcome to Whatever It Takes, the Degrassi podcast. I'm Kelsey.
1: And I'm Holland, and we're listening to Season 1, Episode 3 of Degrassi Family t- Politics.
0: So we didn't explain last week, like, our thesis statement of this podcast and what we're actually doing. Um, basically, we are going to be reviewing every episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation, uh, if you guys would like to follow along, the first season is all on YouTube for free and it's totally legit. It's under the like official Degrassi YouTube channel. So you can watch every episode without commercials, um, without spending money on Degrassi, <laughs> which is fair. Um, and we're gonna put out episodes twice a week. So um Monday and Thursday is where we're at right now.
1: And I will say there are commercials, but they're short YouTube commercials. And Also, as a warning, if you are watching on YouTube, the commercials pop up at the most random points in the episode, so be warned of that. But um, we're going to try to be slightly structured in our discussions, and we'll start by reading episode synopses of each episode, just to kind of lay the groundwork, and these are all coming from the Degrassi
0: wiki, so Kelsey, what is the synopsis for this episode? Well, okay. So, the synopsis is, Ashley has set her sights on becoming Degrassi's school president. Toby, spurred on by the awkward new situation of step-siblings, is frustrated by her unchallenged status and convinces JT to run against her. The conflict follows them home. That checks out.
1: Yeah, that's a pretty good description. It doesn't
0: give too much away,
1: but it, like, is very an accurate description of what happens in the episode. And the episode is called family politics, and like I said in the last episode, each Degrassi episode is usually named after a song, usually from the 80s, but this is one of the few that isn't actually named after a song, but some people have speculated that it could be named after this bad religion song, Politics, but I think they just felt like naming it like a dead-on, on-the-head on the nail, what is the saying? I don't on know what nose. I'm saying. On the nose, episode title for the struggle within the n- this new family environment and the politics that go on at Degrassi.
0: So let's see. Um, I want to, we start the episode with Ashley is on the phone with Terry, her best friend. <laughs> I love Terry. We're going to talk about Terry. Um, maybe not so much in this episode because she's kind of a side character. She's like. Suki to Ashley's Lorelai Gilmore. Mm -hmm. So that's fine. Um, But I would like to just address that the first thing out of Ashley's mouth for the most part is that Terry needs a boyfriend this year, which doesn't seem. No. What? (laughs) What? Terry does not need
1: a man to be a valid human being. Ashley, just because you're dating Drake doesn't mean you are the authority on all things. Love life. Come on now. But maybe she
0: is, because she's dating Drake. So. That is true. But, but
1: it's Drake pre-Drake. It's Jimmy Drake. Jimmy Aubrey Graham Drake.
0: But he's got a great, like, mini-fro. He
1: is adorable. In his introduction, we see him in the hallway, standing behind Spinner, who's looming over Emma and Manny, being a big, fat bully. And Jimmy's just kind of there. Like, I'm pre- Fairly certain he's wearing a basketball jersey, like he does in basically every episode of the show, with his little baby fro, and
0: he's just so fresh-faced and cute. I love it. Baby Drake. (laughs) So Ashley's on the phone with Terry, and they're talking about her presidency. And then she tries to get into the bathroom, but Toby's already there. Toby does a
1: complete 180 in this episode compared to the last last episode. We had him as, like, Spirit Squad captain. He was the champ of the episode, this episode, he's a little shit, and he's, like the, mo- like, the epitome of annoying little brother, but even worse, like, he's your annoying stepbrother who you don't even know if you're allowed to be mad at him or not, and he's just an annoying potato in this episode.
0: Toby went from sad potato to annoying potato, and I'm not on board for it. I don't have sympathy for him. My notes say Toby is being a dick and Ash is being pretty reasonable, <laughs> which is maybe the last time that ever happens for Ashley Carwin on this show is where she's being the rational one. The only thing I have written down from this scene is training bra,
1: <laughs> because uh, Ashley is banging on the bathroom door because Toby's in there. Like not even he's like wiping his face with water or something. I don't even think he's... He's not even using the facilities. He's just in there to be an annoying little brat. And Ashley's banging on the door trying to get in because she needs to get ready for school. And Toby sees her bra hanging from the shower and makes her say please and whatever the hell to get out of there. And then he bursts out of the door with the bra on
0: him. I don't even remember what he says. (laughs) Something about a training bra, which... That's not a training bra. That's a regular bra. Like I, yeah, no. And it's it's weird and it's kind of sadistic and it made me a little uncomfortable. He just
1: like bursts out and like shimmies his potato oh. body inside <laughs> the bra and it's like, "Ooh, you're training bra." And I was deeply uncomfortable by the entire situation. Yeah, no. I hated it. I
0: hated it forever. Um then they go I- to
1: school. And then Spinner, like, does that bullshit bully thing to, like, the new kids, Emma and Manny and JT and whoever. Like, oh, you need a hall pass to get into school. And they're all gullible and don't understand that he's making fun of them. Which is so, I don't, was it cliche at this point that that was a bully thing to do? Or was it still early enough that this hadn't been overplayed
0: yet? No, I I, I think it's it's about Yeah. No, it's it's already pretty cliched. I mean, they've been doing that in, like, TV shows about high school forever. But I also – I don't fully understand this eighth grade versus seventh grade. I don't think that was ever a thing in my middle school. I mean, there wasn't even, like, a freshman-senior situation, like, in high school. Like, I don't think anyone gave a shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because – this was a junior high situation. Was there only seventh grade and eighth grade at the school? Or was it like seven through nine? Or I don't even. was it, I don't know. I feel like the eighth graders are the oldest ones at the school. And the seventh graders are the youngest. And I don't even know what that entire dynamic would be. If it was just those two grades. Then there's kind of that inherent competition already. But I don't know.
0: It doesn't make any sense. The progressive <laughs> structure is out of control. Um. So, are we ready to talk about Paige? Because that's going to take up a lot of this.
1: I think if we're going to talk about Paige's introduction, we should just blanket this into our fashion police segment. Like, let's just talk about all the fashion in this episode and start off with Queen Paige Michael Chuck herself. Yes,
0: Paige is my queen. Is underlined in my notes. Um, all right. So, if we're going to start from the beginning with fashion police. Ashley's puffy triangle hair is out of control. Everyone except for Paige in this episode has the worst – like Emma has a crazy ponytail, and she does this the entire first season where she has this like slicked back like ponytail. Yeah, And she looks like a scary alien. She looks like she's
1: – like her hair is giving her a facelift, and mm-hmm. it just doesn't – it's not great. But I can testify that was very much the fashion of the times in that age group – because I definitely went through a phase where I wore a ponytail like every day and I literally gelled it. Oh, I remember <laughs> gelling back my hair. Um, also, just is... remember gelling your hair at all in general. Like, why was that ever acceptable
0: for girls, for like young girls to do that to their hair? I don't know, but it was not a good look and it wasn't cute on Emma. You can see the, sca- the shape of her skull. I hate it. Um, So, Paige. All right. Paige is my, my favorite of all the human beings. Um, and this is her most iconic moment.
1: I have the entire, I wrote down literally every single thing she was wearing from toe to head because that is how the camera pans up. And I would just love to go over this piece by piece right now. So we hear her voice, a disembodied voice. Ashley and Terry are at their lockers. We hear, hey guys. And they look over in disbelief and question age and then we just immediately go to the feet platform sandals platform flip-flop flip, sandals. sandals black ones obviously and then
0: I think I owned those sandals
1: so it starts off with those sandals it pans up to like the most cuffed jeans in the world and so they are like cuffed capri pants but they're not they're like a weird awkward length and then it pans up belt buckle in your face which i believe she talks about later she does she talks about she brags about later and then the iconic hottie red hottie crop top and then her like faded sunglasses that are very 2001 and that's about it but that's all
0: we really need to know it's it's the best thing that's ever happened and on a real note um i would like Just to mention that I think it's very cool that, you know, all these kids actually look like their age. And Paige looks like an actual 13-year-old girl. Like, she, you know, she's wearing, like, the hottie t-shirt. But that's also, like, a very, like, eighth grade trying to be sexy situation. But also she, like, she has, like, a normal, like,
1: young girl (laughs) midriff.
0: Yeah. You know, she's not, like, one of the girls from Pretty Little Liars who's, like, actually 26 and lives at the gym. Like, she looks like a little girl.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Props to you, Degrassi. And Degrassi go goes and then she utters her most famous line, New Year, New Look, New Page. Which is just which is just great.
0: The best.
1: Oh, that's amazing. And then a kid walks into a locker looking at her, which I think just shows
0: the the full power of Paige Michaelchuck. Paige Michael Chuck is a queen. New Year, New Look, New Page is iconic. Holland and I I can attest both posted it uh, like the past two years on New Year's Eve mm-hmm, to various social media platforms. New year, new look, new page. It's iconic. So
1: wrapping up Fashion Police, I'm, there are just so many sleeveless sweatshirts or sleeveless shirts with hoods, which was also very 2001. I know Ashley and Terry both wear them at the same time at one point <laughs> during their campaigning. And oversized T-shirts on all the boys. Like they're swimming
0: in their T-shirts. JT is wearing a Hawaiian shirt again. He can't stop wearing Hawaiian shirts, and it's a terrible look. It is the blue singer and a drier look, and I hate it. Um, I want to talk about uh, Paige's uh, purse, and I, I say purse with air quotes because it is a clear makeup box. It's a it's a makeup box I owned with all my like shitty
1: Claire's makeup that I got that were was probably terrible for my skin, and it she shows off her new purse on like the weird news. Morning, I don't, the weird campaign video follow coverage. Oh, yeah. I don't what even know what that fuck was. What
0: was that? We're going to address that later. But yeah, no, it's it's not a purse. It is a box. I used to keep my scrunchies in there. I'm just fondly remembering Claire's now. Claire's. I got my ears pierced there. So did I. Oh, Claire's oh, yeah. was the best. I love Also, Claire's.
1: the offshoot icing, which was like a little more adult. Like, I definitely bought some flasks there in college because they were cute
0: and sparkly. <laughs> um, oh, so... To wrap up, fashion police, and not go off into like a Claire's tangent, um, so they keep like talking about how like much page has changed, and they're you know, and that that seems to be like this big topic of discussion. Like that's the whole point of New Year, New Look, New Page. It's like she's like, well, I'm into all of these things, and I really it. it fucking destroys me that we never get to find out what Paige looked like in grade seven.
1: Exactly. What is, how is this look newer? than? What did she look like before her new year, her new look, and her new self? Like, I would love to see, like, a little potatoy
0: Page, Paige, or, like a little... Oh, I would love sad potato <laughs> Paige. But it, it's, I mean, it's nice to, like, just know this embodiment of Paige, but, like, I bet she was, like, I bet she had, like, glasses and braces, and I want it. I want to see it. I just, like, want, like, a snapshot or, like, one flashback. Just one flashback would be awesome. That
1: would be amazing.
0: We never get that.
1: But I guess that I mean, we just
0: have to enter in
1: with Paige being amazing and that just and then the things she does go through later on in the show shows like just because she's like this popular amazing girl doesn't mean she doesn't suffer through hardships, doesn't she becomes more layered as the show goes on. Yeah.
0: No, they do a lot of good things with Paige's character. But this is a fantastic <laughs> jumping start. This is the like, out of any character on Degrassi, this is the best introduction of a character, hands down.
1: <laughs> it's pretty
0: great. Um. So, do you have any more fashion notes, or can we?
1: I think we can move on from fashion, and if I remember anything, we'll probably, we can discuss it whenever. But I think that's pretty, those are all the glaring <laughs> fashion <laughs> moments that I remember. Absolutely. So then... They arrive at school. Ashley's putting up all her posters, and Toby's getting all pissed off for some reason because she's running unopposed, and he thinks that Ashley has everything handed to her. But it's like, no, bitch! If she had everything handed to her, she wouldn't. She wouldn't even be trying hard at this election. She'd be like, I mean, I'm running unopposed. Like, well, I don't have to try that hard. But she's still like putting on a kick
0: ass campaign, and I think trying. She's she's really trying, you know, and. I mean, Ashley rubs me the wrong way on this show a lot. Like, 90% of her appearances on this show are fucking crazy town. Like, <laughs> full-blown bananas. Um, But, you know, in this episode, she's like, everything she's doing is rational. You know, I mean, she's kind well. of the Degrassi mob boss. We're going to get to that. <laughs> but, like, no, Toby is just being a dick, and I'm fucking not on board for it.
1: But, so, she's campaigning. Toby's annoyed. And then he convinces JT to run against her because he says it will help JT practice like for his fledgling like stand up career, which I'm pretty sure this is the first and last time we ever hear that JT has stand up
0: aspirations. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think he always like he spends the rest of his time there for the most part. Like trying to be like the funny guy until he's like trying really hard to be a hot guy, which is not a JT thing at all. (laughs) I'm very excited for that. But like he spends the whole time like trying to be like a funny guy, but there he never brings up being a stand up. He doesn't bring up being famous again after this either. I
1: mean, there was, I mean, spoiler alert, there was that whole thing where he was like on a TV show, like a kid. Remember, he like hosted a kid's TV (gasps) show? Like, I think he was always kind of headed for some kind of show businessy. Like, kind of, like, the industry, he was always kind of headed in that direction. But I don't, but I think that's a lot different than just having stand-up aspirations. And we, I don't, I, yeah, I don't think, I think it kind of morphs into, like, more theatrical aspirations. But, yeah, no.
0: I, stand-up is kind of out of the blue. Yeah, no. And, um, so, he, like, he, like, convinces, um, JT to help him out. Because JT's a good friend. Um, you know, so it's great. JT's
1: a great friend of Toby, especially because they're like very newly best friends. Like it was established in the last episode. They were camp friends, but they haven't been like best friends for a long time yet. Like they're still kind of starting out. And the fact that JT's like already like on board, like, yeah, you're my friend. Like, let's do this. Whatever is pretty cool and shows how cool JT is as a person.
0: Yeah, He, he really hangs in there and. And he never goes out to hurt Ashley. Like, when she, like, tries to approach him about it, he's very, I mean, like, you know, he's manipulative and he gets fucking paid, which is great, but, like, he, you know, he... And while he's
1: campaigning, he, like, he never goes the nasty route like Toby might have done. He doesn't go the nasty route and, like, tries to attack Ashley while he's campaigning. He just, like,
0: tells the people what they want to hear. Yeah, no, he never goes negative. He just, like...
1: He talks just about himself. Lies and, out
0: of his ass. <laughs> and he makes a lot of self-deprecating jokes. Which yeah. is like something that I enjoy in a person and comedian. And so
1: hopping, let's I would like to touch on like the Miss Kwan homeroom, which first of all, our first interaction with Miss Kwan, which is great. And she's a queen in her own right, KWE and like Quan. <laughs> and this is also where we where the spirit squad idea like. Gives bar- Like, Paige introduces
0: the idea of a spirit squad in this episode. I know. If if anything, Paige just creating the spirit squad is, she's done her job. She can <laughs> go home. She never has to go to Degrassi again. She also made one of our segments happen. So that's equally great. Go, Paige. And so
1: after boring school stuff, um Liberty, we... But we see the first introduction of Liberty Van Zandt, Liberty. she, like, attacks Ashley in the hallway and is like, hello, I'm Liberty Van Zant. I would be a great running mate to you. I could totally be your secretary or whatever the hell. And she just comes on
0: so strong. Liberty Van Zandt has zero chill. I wrote down Liberty Ugg. And yeah. she, I just, that's all I can say about Liberty. She dresses like a mom. She... She eventually comes into her own, but it it genuinely takes almost the entire length of Degrassi for Liberty to be a person that I can tolerate. Liberty is a pain in the ass.
1: Liberty is a pain in the ass, but I also just like feel really bad for her most of the time. It's more like you say Liberty, ugh. I'm more like Liberty, oh, because she's just so, she's too, she's so intense and I like commend her for being so passionate about the things that she likes but it's so alienating and that's like those are the kids in school that get picked on and it's not fair because she's so smart and she's so passionate but like in school that just puts a big fat bullseye on you and kids like make fun of you and because they like don't know how to deal with your weird aggressive behavior and like I get it but like I feel so bad for Liberty like most of the time she's also kind of a sad but I don't say potato. She's just kind of like a sad little dumpling. (laughs)
0: Oh. Oh, my God. You're a nicer person than I am because I'm just like, oh, Liberty, who gives a shit.
1: I don't know. Maybe I, like, relate to her more (laughs) because I've been
0: that sad dumpling before. I was going to say, this seems like it's coming from a really personal place.
1: Like, she gets left out a lot, and being left out is – The absolute worst, especially when you haven't technically done anything wrong. And that is, like, Liberty's entire personality on this show. Okay, now I feel bad for Liberty. (laughs) And so back... But still, she's insane. She's a fucking nightmare. (laughs) And so after her, then we get, like, the Jimmy-Ashley couple establishing shot where he, like, kisses her in the hallway or hugs her from behind or... I don't know. It's, like, the most awkward, like... They're, like, the middle school romance of the school, but it's, like, the most tame, awkward middle
0: school romance in the world. <laughs> it's, it's very boring, and I just, so, since we're talking about them, maybe we should do, like, episode ship. Like, so, who are you the most on board for? Are you, uh, I almost called him Drake again. Are you a Jimmy Ashley fan? What is their ship name? Like, Jashley?
1: I have no, like, I know people, everybody on Tumblr is gonna get mad at me, but I don't know any of, I know like some of the ship names, but I don't know any of the ship I don't ship fucking names. know. I mean, I like, they're like kind of boring. Jishly? Jishly? Amy. <laughs> no, I think Jashly.
0: Jashly's Josh, pretty I good. I think that's
1: what it is. Jishly's way funnier though. <laughs> um, I don't know. They're just kind of boring. I like I'm more like indifferent toward them and then I'm pretty sure later on when Ashley kind of does some like fucked up stuff then Jimmy becomes really like negative and like I'm like, "Oh no, I don't like what you're saying to her." And I think I just think their whole relationship it like makes sense at the beginning of the show cuz they're both like the golden children of Degrassi, so it's like they look like they just, like, fell into that relationship. Like, they've known each other since kindergarten, and everyone thinks they should, like, be paired up, so they just kind of have. But they're just kind of boring, and I'm glad it doesn't last forever.
0: Spoiler alert. Yeah, no, they're not my faves. I I think my my episode ship is um probably Terry and Spinner already. I was going to say that, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, they have very little interaction, but the one interaction they do have, like, Perry stands her ground, and she, like, stands up for younger kids, and he gives her this look that's kind of, like, like, oh, you stood up to me? Like, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and he's, like, intrigued by Ex- exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah, know. Very... She's different from the other girls. Oh, God. <laughs> that sentence makes me want to throw up, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Um, but, like, that's probably what he's thinking. He's Spinner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's Spinner and he's gross. But And Terry's not gross. Terry no, is Terry's a gem. I love Terry. She's a beautiful she's, butterfly. She's so sweet, too. And it's, you know, so she could obviously do better than Spinner, but I still, like, I kind of, like, I just want it to work out. Mm-hmm. So they're they're my episode ship.
1: I, I totally agree with you. The only other kind of ship I could, like, present would be, like, a friendship ship. Like, JT and Toby. Like, they're, like... Brad friends in this episode because JT such a great friend of to Toby. But, like, relationship ship, I think they're the only option that isn't boring. Jashley or Jishley.
0: Jashley, Jishley are not great.
1: And so after this tumultuous day of, like, JT deciding to run for president, Ashley gets all pissed off. And at home, she and Toby start to get into an argument and then Ashley's mom comes in, and then Ashley's like, oh, my God, you're just going to take his side. Like, da, da 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 And it's like a whole to-do. And Toby, like, gets away with being a dick again because Ashley's mom does take his side. Because all, it is unbelievable that, like, Toby – like, saying this, like, Toby made his friend run for president against me because he hates me is kind of an insane statement.
0: You yeah, know, it, it sounds really made up. Like, I, I do understand Ashley's mom taking Toby's side, even though it's kind of a dick move. But, you know, and she's also obviously, like, trying to compensate for the fact that she, like, uprooted this, like, strange kid's life so that she could, like, fuck his dad. And it's... Or, you know, marry his dad. It's fine. It's more fun that way. Um, You know, so that they could live together. She, like, uprooted his life. I understand that she's probably overcompensating. And what Ashley is saying, even though it's totally true... It sounds crazy, but that's just because Toby is being kind of diabolical in, like, a really shitty way.
1: Yeah. Toby has no sympathy. He – or no empathy. He can't understand Ashley's position in the slightest, in, like, their dynamic. Even though they go to therapy, apparently, to Dr. Freed, and they talk about things all the time. But he still can't really see where – I mean, neither of them can really see where the other is coming from, but I think Ashley is more justified in her anger toward Toby than Toby is toward Ashley. Oh,
0: definitely. I mean, yeah. But, you know, Ashley does address it later by being the Degrassi mob (laughs) boss. She gets her two henchmen, uh, Jimmy and Spinner, to go and pick up JT, like bodily pick him (laughs) up, and bring him to her where she tries. He's so little. And they, like... And she bribes him. And I don't know what kind of like 13, 14 year old has that kind of bribe money. She has like eighty dollars to throw away at JT. Like he like he negotiates negotiates his way up to eighty dollars from like but fifty she bucks. Did start off at fifty dollars. When I was thirteen, I did not have fifty dollars to just give away for something dumb.
1: I think I got like maybe like a ten dollar allowance from my parents, possibly. But other than that, like, all your money is from your – or maybe babysitting. That's the only, like, source of income I could think that a 14-year-old would have.
0: Yeah, and she never, like, makes any reference to having, like, a babysitting (laughs) job or anything. So it's like she just, like, has this, like, lying around for such an occasion. But either way, Ashley is the mob boss. And I like that JT, you know, he he knows how to manipulate to get some cash out of this. Because he doesn't care. He doesn't want to win the presidency. So it's kind
1: of a win win for him. He gets all this like stand up practice or exposure. When yeah, I he just wants to tell guy. the speech. And I know, and so in her one of her conditions for him quitting is like you have to do it in front of the whole school. And he's just amped that he gets to
0: still tell his speech, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> when we get to that, just makes me love JT more <laughs> he's like cool. I still get to tell my speech like. And his speech is great. At the end, he's like, he's like, she's the best. Vote for Ashley. Make some jokes. And he says, by the way, I quit. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, no, like, his speech is, like, Ashley's the best. Like,
1: pity me. I'm the one who needs your votes. Like, what? Like, come on. Like, I'm, like, the little guy. And then it's like, by the way, JK, I quit. <laughs> and then, like, walk, Moon walks off the stage.
0: <laughs> it's like if, it's like David and Goliath, basically, is how he's presenting it. Yeah. But if David, like... Like, hand, like, just kind of like dropped his slingshot on the ground and was like, Peace out, bitches, and like went home. <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's like,
1: was built up to this whole like thing. And he's like, JK, you win. Bye. Peace out. I'm cool. <laughs> I got my exposure.
0: <laughs> JT is the coolest person in this episode.
1: Um, and while so JT agrees, but Toby, he tells Toby, and Toby's like, Ugh, I don't want your blood money and he's still like holding on to this like defeating Ashley idea and while JT's giving his speech he confronts Ashley in the hall and it's like JT took the money as evidence and we're gonna tell the whole school about it and Ashley like blows up and is like fine you get what you want again like it's always about you and he's like wait but I thought it was always about you what are you talking about? And then she goes off and, like, basically lays out in front of his face how big of a douche she has been this entire episode. And he backs off. Finally. I think the
0: – yeah. Well, actually, no. I'm going to go over it in, in the moral because I think I just learned the moral of this. <laughs> I think I just learned the moral of this st- entire story. Um but yeah, I mean, I don't have a lot of notes after that because it gets kind of boring once JT quits the race. They just kind of make up.
1: Yeah, once JT quits the race, Ashley wins. Jimmy walks her home and gives her an awkward hug. So awkward. <laughs> Does he kiss her on the forehead? I feel like he should kiss her on the forehead. I don't remember, but I if he did, I wouldn't be surprised. And then Toby's like sitting in front of the house and they Ashley and Toby are like, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't be like as big a dicks to each other as we have been. Like Dr. Fried would be so proud. And I think the last note I wrote was I love how they go to therapy together because I find it adorable.
0: I love that. I like that they're very open to that. They're like family therapy because you guys therapy is great. Therapy works. Go yeah. to therapy. Even if you're like I don't need therapy, you probably need therapy. <laughs> it can't hurt. I'm just saying. Just go. Just talk to someone.
1: So, and then the episode ends on Toby's potato face. and (laughs) His stupid potato
0: face. And I think now we can probably just talk about the moral. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, I think the moral for me is that Toby is a sociopath. (laughs) Um, And he lacks empathy. And he needs to gain some perspective. So, maybe the moral is just, you guys... Just be aware of the people around you in your situation. Just be like, yeah, I feel like I'm being slighted here, but maybe look at the other person's point of view.
1: Exactly. The moral is, like, put yourself in the other person's shoes, like, approach the situation from all angles, like, try to understand where the other person is coming from because there's usually, a re- like, a an actual reason behind it whether it's sane or not. But knowing, like, the source of someone's actions and motivations can help, like, solve the problem later on. And go well, to therapy.
0: Sir, I love it. Go, <laughs> go to therapy. That's the other moral. Go to therapy. So, um,
1: so the only thing left to do is to assign the Spirit Squad captain of the episode. And who do you think the Spirit Squad captain is?
0: Okay. So logically, I know it should be JT. <laughs> but I'm still awarding it to Paige because I'm a creature of habit and I, I know what I want. Um, Paige, wins spirit Squad. Spod- spirit squad captain, just on the basis alone that she invented the spirit squad and deserves my vote that and she's the queen and she's iconic. And this was where new year, new look, new page started. It's, it's the one that everyone knows and the hottie t-shirt, which I would wear if it like, if I could, <laughs> like if I wore that out, people would think I was an asshole cause they wouldn't get the reference. But if I knew that they got the reference, I would wear that around. I would get it. (laughs) I appreciate that. This is why we're friends. (laughs) And I'm
1: going to go with the logical choice, as you said earlier. I think JT is the spirit squad captain of the episode because he's just, he's, he is like the best, best friend in this episode. And he doesn't like pull any punch or hold any, pull any punch. What is, I can't remember what that's. He doesn't, like, go for the throat while campaigning. He's just, like, the easygoing nice guy the entire time. He's a good friend to Toby because he goes along with his plan. But he's not a dickhead to Ashley, even though he's running against her for president. um, Because he's just a nice guy all around. And he, like, bows out gracefully. And he negotiates his way, his bribe, up from $50 to $80, which is just smart business sense. So I'm going with JT York. James Tiberius York.
0: That is probably the better choice, <laughs> but but haughty t-shirt. So fuck everything. But I I believe that your
1: choice is also legitimate because Paige is the queen.
0: I appreciate it. It looks like you also learned the moral of this story, which is you know, <laughs> Paige just, is amazing. Paige is amazing, and I'm just looking at it through your point of view. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. So you guys, that was episode three. Um, I think we should. Plug some stuff, which is gross, but whatever. <laughs> um, You guys can follow the podcast on Twitter. It's at DegrassiPod. Very simple. And
1: then you can also follow us on Tumblr, which is whateverittakespodcast.tumblr.com. And we're on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash whateverittakes. And we're also on iTunes, which maybe that's how you found this. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, I don't want to be the asshole who asks you to give us a five-star review. But I'm going to be
0: that asshole who asks you. Or, like, just give us any review. Any review. If it's nice, we would love it way more. I mean, say nice things. Oh, and if you guys have any questions, because maybe we'll start, like, answering some emails on air, which would be cool. We do have an email address. Yes, it's whateverittakespodcast at gmail.com.
1: So if you have any questions for us, maybe we can start doing it like through the grapevine Q and A or something oh, like that. Yeah, that would
0: <laughs> be cool. Um, and then I guess personal plug. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at KelSucks, Sucks with the Z at the end, and you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HollandTacular, Holland
1: Tacular. H O L L A N D like the country and Tacular. T A C U L A R like
0: the third, the second half of spectacular. <laughs> Very nice. Um, and I was thinking maybe we could just plug something else that we're enjoying for, you know, g- the sake of good karma. Um, you know, maybe show someone else their new Degrassi. So <laughs> I'm going to plug, um, something that I watched recently. It's a Netflix original series. It's called Scrodal Recall, <laughs> and it's amazing. It's the best thing that's ever going to happen to you. It is a uh, british it's really funny um it's not as gross and dirty as it sounds because that's not usually my thing but it i i really recommend it it's great it's it's just awesome it's so good and it and not enough people watched it because it it wasn't really like promoted well and also because the name is terrible it the name does make me pause but i i've heard good things about it um
1: i don't I feel the only thing coming to my brain to plug right now is what I binge watched last night, which is the second season of Catastrophe, which is amazing with Rob Delaney and Sharon. I can't remember your last name and I feel awful, but you're also amazing, Um, which is also a British TV show about two people who kind of hook up in London and then they discover they're pregnant. And it's like a love story from there and it's on Amazon
0: Prime so you can watch it all there. Okay, and uh, that's our episode, you guys. Uh, So we will talk to you next time. Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. New year, new look, new page.